This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Now back to Riffin' with Raff and AD on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, we're back again. Wednesday night, ripping with rap and AD, the quickest two hours of the week. We're here with former Husker Michael Booker. All right, Michael, I got to ask the question. I was going to ask you back at the the Players Weekend, at Spring Game Weekend, but who had the strongest arm of any quarterback that you ever played against? Uh, the strongest arm would have to be, and I forget his name, we played, we played with uh, Jim Drunken Miller. When we played Virginia Tech, uh, All right. it was when we lost against Texas. Um, I didn't understand the expression. He throws the ball country mile until he tosses it in the air, and uh, that 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 was uh, that that guy right there was uh, yeah he had a he had a cannon for an arm. Who was that, Ralph? Right? You remember for Texas Tech or for Texas? Nah, Virginia, no, he, it was Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah. My my brother-in-law will be happy. Okay. You know okay. What? I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say it was Virginia Tech. It was the um, Orange Bowl in 1996. Who was the quarterback he, of Virginia Tech that year, man? Jim Drunkenmiller. Jim Drunkenmiller. Okay, that's right. That's right. He was a big boy, he, too. Yeah, he was a first round pick by the 49ers. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. a big boy. He was a big boy. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, could, he, could, he had a good, uh, he had a good, uh, a good uh, deep ball. And um, he... Uh, you know, he carried over in the league for a little bit. But, yeah, he had the strongest arm of okay. the quarterbacks that I, that I played against. Book, you, 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 you have a great a great Orange Bowl uh, Fiesta Bowl 96, man. All right? That's mm-hmm. good. Then things get crazy because now it's draft mm-hmm. time. You got to get your body together. You got to get your mind together. That's great. You had a great college career. Everybody was great in college or else they wouldn't be in the NFL draft in the first place. What was the mm-hmm. biggest adjustment? That you had to get. What was the biggest thing you had to get adjusted to when you went from uh, playing in Nebraska to playing in the National Football League? You're playing against the best and the brightest. Everybody's fast. Everybody's vertical. Everybody got strong. What was the biggest adjustment for you when you transferred from Nebraska and made the big jump to the pros? And not only that, a first round draft pick. So the expectations mm-hmm. are out of the roof. So how did you deal with that, uh, man? Well, I think the uh, the biggest problem that I had in that transition is that looking back as a 47 year old man is that I was immature. Um, mm. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand the business. I, mm-hmm. I, um, I didn't understand the business of, of, of football. I knew the game, but right. I didn't know the business. Right. And I, and I didn't, I, I, I switched to another culture, right? Um, mm-hmm. The culture where I, that I came from was, uh, you know, we're all collectively doing this together. 
And when I went to the pros, it was like, you know, we'll go, we'll go get our personal trainer. Uh, we'll deal with our agent. It was like there was, a, there was one football team, but in between that, in that team, there's like 80 other teams, right? Mm. Everybody had their own um, mm. projection on what they want to do for themselves opposed to the team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and that, that affected me because, and, and I would go, because I matured so early right. that when, when I say I matured as, as an athlete, I matured, you know, fast, you know what I mean? And then when I, when I got to the league, <laughs> just, I realized how immature I was because now I'm sitting on, I'm sitting playing a game where people are literally feeding their families, you know, in order to get things done. And I'm, I'm, I've always been a, a talent. You know what I mean? I've always been a talent. I, I put in 100% of the work and get 100% of the results. Uh, mm-hmm. And when I got to the, the next level, it was like everybody was doing it. You know? Right. It wasn't, it was It was just, you know, it was, and, and then they celebrated me. See, I wasn't used to being celebrated as much as I was used to fighting for something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When they paid me point. all that money, That's a good everybody point. was cheering for me, and I hadn't done anything. So I, mm-hmm. I, 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 was, I, I operated as if I was a child in a man's right. world. And my rookie year was very, very rough. You know what I mean? It was very rough. Uh, it was very rough. And, uh, you know, the next year, you know, I matured, you know, started in mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. You know, everything uh, was looking good. But my rookie year, man, it was hard. And it was hard as a man, as a mm-hmm. male in a, a dominant, highly testosterone uh, kill or be killed industry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When they, people talk about the NFL, and I always laugh when I hear outsiders talk about the NFL, I'm sitting there like, man, these are the smartest, wisest, quickest, fastest, most right. mature gladiators on the earth. Mm-hmm. The guys that are successful that do, do this for uh, three years, that, that has the opportunity to do it for three years and find a way, right. they are finely, they are fine-tuned machines. And I, and I had to grow into that early, but it took a whole first year to, to do that. Even though my first year I got three interceptions, I led, I tied the rookies in the uh, three interceptions with the most. Um, I started a certain amount of games, but I played and felt terrible because I was playing half math. I wasn't mm. playing to my full potential because I was still in my mind a child. Uh, but I grew up real quick, though. I grew up real quick. Yeah. And them yeah. paychecks didn't help. I mean, them paychecks, and a lot of people say, well, you get there and you, you get to make a lot of money. Uh, and, yes, and I, I've been blessed, and I loved it, and I never take away from it. But uh, introducing money into the game affected me because, like I said, with the culture in Nebraska was, you know, we're all for one goal. The NFL mm-hmm. was a little bit different. Now, right. I started learning that uh, my next four years, but that was, that was a struggle for me my first year. Mm-hmm. And they, they cut me a check for $1.3 million, by the way, Aggie. And you know how I lived when I was Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, boy, anytime they, anytime they so, cut you a check for $1.3 million and you're 22 years old, it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I many days, and I'm going to tell you, you know how I many days I had cereal for dinner? You know what I mean? I, you know how I, how I, when I, when I was in college, uh, I wasn't raised around money. I didn't. I didn't right. understand money. I didn't have right. uh, financial literacy in school. Mm-hmm. I didn't have these things that we teach today in school. Right. I didn't have these things. So when people sit there and say, "Well, there's another young man who's destroying his life," I'm like, "Well, not you know, not really. It's just you don't know what you don't know." Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, 
Exactly. So, that financial I, I support is big. I had all the video games. I had all these things. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I wanted. You know, I was like, yeah, I had these childhood pleasures. I didn't buy, I didn't buy gold chains and all this other stuff. Man, I bought things as if I was a child. I was, yeah. I was a, I was a, a 22 year old child. You come to my mm-hmm. house and, you know, my cousins, my younger cousins would come over playing video games and all these things. And it was, you know, I, I was, I relaxed because it was, childhood was, I wouldn't say it was, it was uh, the worst, but it was difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was difficult. It was yeah. a chance that I could relax. And I took yeah. a whole year to, to, to regather myself. And, uh, Absolutely. But it was rough. And it was rough because the media, the media looked at me as if I was a, a, a commodity, right? Yeah. And I was, I, was a, I was a poor investment. You know what I mean? I was a poor investment with them trying to get where they want to get. And I couldn't understand that as a child. You know what I mean? I couldn't understand it. It took me actually a couple years after the league, you know, once I start finding my identity outside of right. football, you know what I mean? As I start finding my identity out of football, I started understanding that my body was my business. And at mm. that time, I wasn't taking care of what the, the, the investment that they put into me. You know what I mean? I don't harbor no ill wills about nobody because I'm always smart enough to figure it out, you know, eventually. So, you know, rookie, my rookie year was hard. I mean, the money was good, but I would have traded the money in for a successful uh, rookie year. You know what there I mean? Because I could have, I would have made the money eventually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But could, we, could you, I tell you what, man, we got, I want to ask you about the Super Bowl and I also want to get about Booker Jr. Could you stay one more second with us after this break? Yeah, I, I'm long with AD. I'm sorry, man. No, no, oh, no, 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 brother. You, no, I'm no, you're, you you're awesome, Book. Yes, Book, well, everything I'm, that you said, which, there's several things that you said, and I'm going to listen to this again. Because those things need to be said not only just to um, uh, folks, in, I mean, just in life. When you mentioned your body is your business, there were several things that you said during that segment. I'm mentally going, I cannot wait to watch these again because there's a lot of things you need to pass on. That's why we want to keep you on for just another 10 minutes. We're going to take a quick break, and Book will have you for one more section for about 10 more minutes. Folks, we're with former uh, Nebraska cornerback, All-American, NFL player Michael Booker. And we're here at the Dak Shack here in Lincoln, Nebraska, and you were with them, Raph and AD on 93.7 and Ticket. We'll be right back. This is a 30 second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops. 